episode two of the Insanity Podcast. We got our contract extended, so here we sit. And quite frankly, I don't know what we do now. What do we do, Micah? Micah, what? What? What, what you got? Man, previously on Insanity Podcast, the Maltero said he made a major life decision starting in 2016. He'd officially changed his name to Marikas, which is cool, I guess. But Mo has such a great flow to it. Mo's got good flow. It has great flow. And then Micah dropped a bomb on Marikas, telling him that his real name is Macaja. Macaja? Yeah, look, it's over there. I see it. And basically, Mo and Macaja talked about major events going on in the world. But what I have a problem with is Micah's New Year's resolution. To not eat Jimmy John's out of his office. And which, honestly, like, my biggest issue is why hasn't he been doing this for a while? No, that's insane. We're talking the past, present, and future about one thing in all of this video. Politics. Right out of South Carolina. This is Insanity Podcast. It's with your hosts, Michael Caston and Monica Spring. Man, I have to be honest. Yesterday, I went to I went to the movies. I wanted to see The Big Short, the um, Michael Lewis book that was made into a movie because I'd read I'd read it and I was like, um, you know, I thought it would be cool. <laughs> and it was. It's great. It's a fantastic movie. I went by myself like a complete weirdo. But it's hard to like be like, hey, come with me to a movie about economics. Yeah, I do it all the time. All right, so I'm there and and I buy my ticket. I go to the matinee and it's cheaper. And I get to I get to the I just wanted some water, right? And I get to the counter and I was like, hey, can I have a water? And she said, small or large? I said, I want a large. And she said, it's four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. Yeah, four dollars ninety nine. Water. I looked at her like I looked at her like she had just told me that I had to give her my firstborn son. <laughs> she had already rung it up, and I was like, "No, I'm done. I'm not paying that. I'm not. I refuse. <laughs> like you have a water fountain. I like. I I really was thirsty. Four ninety nine for five dollars for water. I was like, I'm not doing it. I can't. No. I can't. No, I'm not. I'm. I'm not doing it. I, I wouldn't do it either. Like that. I'm, Anyway, for, I, don't, I don't know. It's not that. That's you not know, that funny. I feel I feel bad for you. It's it's uh, you know, indicative of the society that we live in that we have to pay five dollars for water. Yeah, at well, the movie theater, I'm not paying five. And somebody's obviously paying five dollars. They Somebody would not. Has. Somebody put has. That, so what do we do about the dumb asses who's paying five dollars for? Water I don't know. But if, the water if, I just want to say, if anybody out there is li- that's listening is buying the water, stop, stop. Telling the movie theaters <laughs> that it's possible that people will pay five dollars for water. Just stop. I don't care how you're much money problem. you got. You are the yeah. problem. You if you are, are buying, problem. If you are buying water for five dollars, yeah. you're the problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's not your sister. It's not your cousin. It's, it's you. not your mama's aunt's brother's cousin's uncle. It's you. Absolutely. Stop doing it. Oh, but I'm thirsty. Suck it up. Go, go drink thirsty. out the freaking toilet go before you pay five dollars for freaking water. You went a little farther, man. There's a water fountain. There's several. Oh, you're right. There's a middle ground. I agree. I agree you're right. It is Tuesday, January nineteenth, two thousand sixteen. We're already nineteen days into this new year, and it feels really good to be sitting here with my boy T Matt spinning on the tables and my co-host. Who's always handsome, Micah Macasia, sitting in the building. What's up, man? What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm going to New Orleans tomorrow. I'm pretty excited about that. Are you? Yes, my first time. You've never been? Yes, first time. Heard great things about it. What are you going to be doing there? 
Well, I got to go there for work to do some training um, for a couple of days. And, you know, I decided to take a couple of days on my own and be there to Sunday. So hopefully I get the whole New Orleans experience. Are you you're receiving the training or are you giving the training? I am receiving the training. Okay. I don't feel comfortable saying I'm receiving anything. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you in a week. Yeah, I know, man. You know, so I just took over as president of the Lettersman Association at USC. Right. It has been like drinking through a water hose. Um, a lot of changes, a lot of good stuff for you, for any Letterman out there who's listening. Just know we're working for you. We're trying to make it better for you. So that's been taking up a lot of my time. Um, obviously, with this uh, trip coming up, just trying to work. Make sure I can pay the bills and all that good stuff. So what's 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 going on with No. Okay. That was shot down. Why don't we just jump into this? That sucks. Anyway. Well, what we got going on today in today's episode. I mean, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I mean, it's a lot of stuff going on in the world. I don't know what tickles your fancy, big guy. You like a white Carl Winslow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, if you didn't look like Steve Urkel, you know I have been accused of that. So anyway, now that we're here in episode two, I think one of the things that we have to acknowledge is that um, you know we're not we're not pros at this, and we're operating trying to do this in a topical way that doesn't give us complete dude, information. Dude, hold, hold up, bro. You being way too hard on yourself. I mean. We're new at this. It's our personalities. Let's let's rock with it, man. That's the problem with society today. Like, just I'm chill with out. You. I'm with you. I don't like backpedaling. Right. I'm a wide receiver. Let's do it! As is tradition, the speech will be followed by the GOP response, which this year is being delivered by South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. We had a big week. We had a big week. We 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 did have a big week. I mean, you have the State of the Union. State of the Union. Our yeah. governor. Our Governor Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley did the Republican response, and I thought she did an excellent job. Incredible you thought, job. You th- I thought you said she kind of maybe. I didn't think she looked the best. What you mean, looked the best? Wait, uh, be careful. These grounds you about to tread on when you say she looks the best. No, I just think that my only my only thought is this house is a prison. I thought substantively what she said was spot on. I absolutely support the idea that. There's no place for the angriest voices at the table. I, I'm with her on that. I just thought that you have the Nikki Haley's at her best when she's moving and and communicating with folks. I've seen her speak dozens of times, and she does her best work when she is animated and can be herself. The res- that was too structured. The I, resp- Republican I, response was like, "Here, let me give you this picturesque backdrop, right? And then let's just have you sit." But she with can't like a control sti- that. She can't control it. I mean, she can say no. Come on, no. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't think. No. I, I refuse to believe she can't be like, "Hey, here's a deal. I need to act like I, I don't have a steel spine." Well, I mean, if she's going to be president one day, and I have no reason to Ooh. make that. Assumption that she's had that Whoa. desire. Let me have some of that drink. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> if she has desire to be president at any given time, she's gonna have to sit down and be able to give talks. I get it. I get it. I'm not. I'm not even solely attributing her not looking her best 
Which is all I'm saying. She didn't look her best. You, I'm just saying, her. you gotta gotta be careful how you say she doesn't look her best when you're talking about a female. Candidate. No, see, stop. That's the kind of stuff that you we were talking about uh, a couple weeks ago, a week ago, whenever we were talking about the race I'm just thing. Being real. It's the same thing with gender. Just because you say someone doesn't look their best doesn't mean that you're judging them on, you know. Micah, I understand it, but as a co-host, I'm having a conversation with you as a friend. As just being your governor, you got to be careful when you say a woman doesn't look their best when they're presenting. I'm just saying her her face didn't move and her teeth did. Hello, America. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's I don't know. That's her, the director, but her look, PR okay, coaches, so I'm going to I'm gonna try to whoever okay. her handlers are. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in that world, man. I'm just a regular dude. But I, I, I have to agree with you. Um, governor Haley, I've, I've had the pleasure of working for her for the last five years and one of the things that I've seen with her, she is really good on stage where you can see that presence. She always talk about her high heels to kick unions out and all that good stuff. And she does a good job present. So I, I see where you're going, but just well, let me, let me ask you this. Let's just jump right into this. When it comes to what she said substantively, and, and clearly the highlight was, you know, uh, there, there's no place for the, the angriest voices. What was your reaction to that? Well, when I heard that, I literally wanted to stand up and applaud with everything I had, my, my feet, my arms, my hands, not my head, because I completely agree that there's no place in leadership for that noise. Um, I think leaders have to have the ability to stand back assess the situation, take a pause, assess the situation, and then be able to make a good faith, honest assessment of whatever situation they're in, and then come to a conclusion that's the best way to move whoever they leading in the best direction. But the question is, like, who was she referring to, Micah? No, that's not really a question. It's not. (laughs) I mean, it very clearly, uh, I think, uh, the 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 pundits have weighed in. It, it's it, you don't even need some overpaid CNN guy to tell you she's talking about Donald J. Trump is calling for a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States until our country's representatives can figure out what. Right. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, it was obvious that's who she was talking about, and I applaud her. I mean, and I, and I applauded her actually saying that, you know, the Democrats, they have responsibility in this, but Republicans, let's stop acting like we don't bear responsibilities too. Because at the end of the day, this is a bipartisan or tripartisan nation where we have people who have input and have um, impact on where this country is going, and that's including moderates. Democrats and Republicans. So what do you say then to all the folks out there and very clearly in all the polls, uh, there's a tremendous amount of support for Donald Trump. Do you, do you say to those people, Hey, you're wrong. Or what, what do you say to those people? Um, I don't know. I mean, what can you say to them? Two Corinthians, right? I literally like almost swallowed my milk. When I heard him say two Corinthians, <laughs> I mean, like, what do you do with that, Michael? 
2 Corinthians. And then he proceeds to make a joke, try to make a joke about the scripture where it says, what the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Well, he happened to be at Liberty University, which he messed up and said Liberty College. But to his credit, and his astute self, uh, he uh, he corrected himself right there and said Liberty University. And then he went on to ask the question, ask the question, hey, what do you think? Y'all guys don't like that? That makes sense to me. And he said, he called it a theme. I mean, what do you do with that, Micah? What, what, do you, what can you do with that, bro? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing is what I do with that. Nothing, nothing at all. We've done great with the evangelicals. The evangelicals have been amazing. The Tea Party has been amazing, and we're we're doing really well there. So we'll see what happens. But we're gonna oh give my it God, up. I don't, I don't know what you wanted to say. That I mean, two Corinthians. I would say Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. That's how I would refer to it. Two Corinthians three seventeen. That's the whole ball game. Where the spirit of the Lord, right? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And here there is Liberty College, but Liberty University. But it is so think true. About trying to say one you know, when you think, and that's really. It's just, it, it, it just like sometimes <laughs> if you don't know it, don't try. Don't I'm try to really, pretend like you do. Just I accept know, that you're not a religious person and stop trying to appeal to it. That's a problem in our country today. We try to fake the phone. Instead of just being honest to who we are. Mr. Oh. Trump, Mr. Trump. Put your fucking hands up! So if you accept the notion then that that what he's saying is at least encouraged by uh tens of millions of people, what do you what do you what can you say to those people out there, those tens of millions of people who say, you know what, he's telling it like it is. He's he's speaking truth to power. He doesn't care what the people think because he's got his own money. And finally, we have a voice that's not politically correct. What What do you say to those people? Micah, you know me pretty well. I think I tell it like it is pretty often. I mean, I think I generally live my life to say what I mean and mean what I say. But at the same time, you got to understand the audience that you're speaking to and the influence that you have when you do speak. To be clear, these folks are talking to the nation at large. I mean, there's no, I mean, for all, for all that there is in in political speak, you know, when Nikki Haley is talking in the response, the Republican response to the state of the union, she's talking to the nation at large. And, and I think largely the same thing applies, uh, with the, with the partisan debates, whether Republican or Democrat, they're speaking to the nation at large. I, I would even take that further and say, we're, we're speaking to the world. Um, it's not sure. limited to just this I nation. So when you speak here in the United States, as we claim to be the leader, as we are um, very satisfied and we love to um, tout the fact that we are the world's leaders, that we can't pick and choose when we um, are those leaders. So if Donald Trump's are saying things like the Muslims should stay be banned from our country until we can figure out their motives. Well, that's going to have an effect on the world. And you got to understand that effect is going to affect perception of America. And you are trying to be the leader of the free world. You can't use that type of rhetoric. Now, if you feel that we need to put more restrictions and have a better um, process that we can identify those potential refugees who could be potential terrorists, then say that. But to make bold, inclusive statements that 
all Muslims are terrorists to me is irresponsible. And that's essentially what you're doing by saying that if you're a Muslim, you can't enter this country until we can figure out, assuming that all Muslims are terrorists. And if you're going to be the free, the leader of the free world, that automatically, in my opinion, disqualify you for the highest office in the world. Now, how do you feel about that, Micah? I have a, I have a lot of reactions to it. On one level, you know, I'm inclined to agree with you because... Uh, one of the hallmarks of our of our country is that an individual doesn't have to subscribe to any particular religious view, or and, and in fact can subscribe to no religious view. And uh, to that extent, you know, I think it's it's repulsive that someone would suggest that there's any place for a religious test in admission. Uh, to the for, United States of America. Right, for, for immigration purposes. But at the same time, I'm also in a position where I find it hard to ignore the fact that the overwhelming majority, if not all, of the terrorist acts that have been undertaken in the last 20 years that I'm aware of have been done by people who identify as Muslims. Now I realize that there's no. <laughs> Wait a minute. I hold on. Put your hands up. I'm putting my hand up. Sure. That see, that's a whole nother conversation because you just said the sure. ma- the major terrorism acts um, in the last how many years? I said twenty. Twenty years has been conducted by Muslims. Must I remind you of a incident that just happened 115 miles down the street? where nine individuals was killed in a church, do you not consider that terrorism? Like, I, I, no, I, that, no, I think, frankly, I, think I don't. Why? I, I don't understand. Why not? Um, well, if you go back a couple episodes, we were talking about the definition of terrorism, and one of the things that terrorism requires is that you're attempting to influence government policy or government action um, by... Force, coercion, and I forget the words because I don't have print out in front of me. Um, I, I just don't see the connection between what he was doing, which was so riddled with hate, which was so terribly um, hateful. I guess I don't know really any other words to describe it other than hateful, but I don't see a logical connect just because you do something is terrible doesn't mean that it's terrorism he was trying to incite a race war again uh, uh, inciting other people to do things in my mind is distinct from uh, a world where you're trying to convince or trying to coerce the government into doing something i don't know that uh, I, I, I it was terrorism bro I, and that's well, tell me this: what what is what is the aim of that kind of terrorism? If, just, if you accept that that's terrorism, what is it that he's trying to do that's terror? Terroristic? Slavery was a form of terrorism. If you uh, go into it and you say that I am trying to invoke some type of fear of you, fear in you that you will somehow cease doing what you're currently doing because the way that you're doing it somehow makes me feel uncomfortable then that is terrorism, bro. Like, I look at that situation. I look at a situation where these Christian who go to abortion clinics and shoot it up 
that's just as much as terrorism as someone who puts a bomb on their chest and say, um, this is in the Well, then the is it terrorism if I grab a knife and put it next to your throat and say, drive me to 123 Main Street? Where where does it stop then? Is That's terrorism to you? Well, I mean, well, okay. And I don't care. I don't like you because you're, you're black. Or I don't like you because you're transgender. Or I don't like you because you support gay marriage. Like, at what point does... Is there a differentiation between... Uh, uh, individual hate so why and the idea that you're going to use your violence to coerce the government into doing something. That I, I'm not following you. I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, it's terrorism. I'm trying to create terror in order for me to prove a point or get something done um, for my benefit. He's all right. If so I what go was shoot, the benefit of of the the Dylan Roof case? What, I go shoot up these people because they're trying to take over our land, and somehow, some way, we have a race war from it, civil war, whatever you want to call it, a race war between the state between black and white, trying to eradicate black folks from their progression in America. Terrorism, bro. Um. It's terrorism. Well, I don't. I don't disagree that it, those kinds of things put fear, terror, frightened feelings in, in people's hearts. But I just don't. I don't know that. To me, that that falls in the in the definition of terrorism. I mean, why did Bin Laden and his claim the Taliban attack the U.S. in nine eleven? Wait, are you, are you suggesting that what Bin Laden was doing in pre nine eleven is the same as Dylan Roof? Just answer the question. What was the question? Why did Bin Laden and the Taliban attack America? Um. Well, I have a couple of answers to that. I, I mean, one's a 30-second answer, one's a two-minute answer, one's a 10-minute answer, one's a two-hour answer. Get 30-second answer. So why did Bin Laden attack the United States? Mm-hmm. To, uh, I guess, inculcate to people that their security... Whoa, what word did you just use? <laughs> to impress upon people that... <laughs> inculcate. Their, 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 their security is not a guarantee. Their security is something that is beyond the control of their government, the government that they've put ultimate faith in, and that uh, his organization, his people, have the ability to um, undermine that, that they have the ability to, um, I guess, destroy that feeling for for the purpose of then destabilizing the relationship between the United States government and the Arab governments whom... Uh, Bin Laden and his followers viewed as being repressive. Basically. I follow you, Michael. All right. Okay, so whatever you said to make people feel disturbed and don't have security, I go into the most secure place, a church, sit down with you and pray, where you should probably feel more secure in the church than you do in your own home. So do you not think Dylan Roof was trying to take away that safety? I don't know what Dylan is. Well, 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 my point is that everything you just described to me, and you said, well, now you said the government 
and destable the government where you have these factions going against each other. Cool. Well, what's the, what's the difference between the governments and trying to destable black and white relations? That's my point. It it's right. It it, it is terrorism, bro. It is terrorism. Sure. It's terrorism. I understand. So I, I'm not. I'm not I, I don't know how we even got into. I don't either. That conversation that yeah. deeply, but I, I I don't know. Maybe we. Transition hopefully, to another say, hopefully Tyler can edit that to make it more interesting. Yeah, because I think we just went on like a rant. <laughs> yeah, about I don't terrorism. Know. Hey, look, look. It's okay. Love and tradition of the grand design. Some people say it's even It's okay. What did you think about State of the Union? Well, I think um, the State of the Union to me was um, exactly what. The overarching opinion of America should be, and not only opinion, but the overarching function of America should be. Um, what do you mean by that? When I think about it, and what President Obama has said, um, you know, he had a mission that he has failed, or at least not did as well as he thought that he could do, of bringing people together. Um, he he spoke of how the people of the United States has to take responsibility for the direction of this. And as individuals, if you're not voting, if you're not involved, if you're not understanding the political process and the, econ- the economy and the climate that we, we live in, you are doing a disservice not only to yourself, but you're doing a disservice to your country. Because this people was found, found excuse me, this country was founded on we the people. And somehow we have lost that understanding. And now we give our power up to these billionaires, to these corporations, to these uh, marketing agencies, to these media, and allow them to coerce our thinking um, to what they want it to be of uh, being materialistic, being consuming, um, and not doing those things that makes us whole and make us a United States of America. So to hear him say that and say that these politicians who want to do the right things, but they feel like they can't get back, can't get elected if they do the right things. um, It was great to hear the commander in chief call a spade a spade. So I left followed by Governor Taylor's response and the way she did. I thought she did a great job. And I felt that America had hope that we can move into that direction where we can compromise and find common ground on solutions that we can do to make not only this country better, by default, if we make this country better, we make the world better. So I was I was very pleased with the State of the Union. How about you? I mean, how did you feel about it? Well, first, I guess I would start by saying, um, I don't know if you know this, but I, I cut the cable. Like, I I cut, uh, I don't have cable television anymore. I just have uh, online streaming. So uh, for this State of the Union, I watched it on on the the whitehouse.gov YouTube channel, which was really interesting. There was just, I just have to say, if you've never watched anything on the uh, White House's channel, it was incredible the amount of information that they just... I guess you got the main screen with the president talking, but all these like factoids at the bottom that uh, they're pretty interesting. I don't know. They had like a, a feature on with the uh, Bill Nye, the science guy. They had a 
little thing with uh, the first lady uh, jumping rope. Dude, she, she is, is awesome. Man. She's so good she is looking. so awesome, man. Like, she's really good. She 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 gets after it. She um, makes me proud. And they had a bunch of charts and graphs along the way, and uh, you know I respect that. What I did find interesting, and I didn't know this beforehand, was President Obama last year the the first time that president had ever released the text of his speech. Uh, I was about to say his or her, but I guess there's, we we've yet to have a her. Um, anyway, so he released the text of his speech online publicly and not just to the media last year for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty dope. I thought it was pretty cool. Too. I mean, that, like that's that's kind of a neat thing. Like, yeah, you can read along with it, right? Governor Haley did that to her state of the state um, last year too. I appreciate that. Yeah. Like, like we we increasingly live in a world where the media doesn't have to own access so that's cool anyway i agree i agree i mean i think you know him showing that effort was really good but i mean i think we really should probably jump into some of the things that he spoke on i mean like um well i will say i will say from the outside one of the things i'm i'm very interested to hear about um and the president alluded to in his state of the union is is criminal justice reform? You know, I'm a I'm a prosecutor. I'm in and and I see uh, the positives and the negatives. I see the the limitations and the constraints of the criminal justice system as it exists today. Obviously, I uh, I live uh, in the the state law world, um, and and I think most people would be. I don't. I guess they'd be surprised to know that overwhelmingly the the things that you think of as crimes you know whether it be murder or rape or um robbery or burglary or drug possession those things are all state level crimes and you know those are things that have been reserved to the states to to uh criminalize or or not as states see fit and i say or not because you look at colorado California and, and Washington, Alaska, places have decided to not criminalize marijuana. Um, other things where they where they touch state boundaries, those those are state crimes, trafficking and people, whatever. Anyway, the point of the story is that the president has said that criminal justice reform is going to be a priority of his administration, particularly in the next couple of months as we go forward, because... Well, you know, we'll be ramping up for the presidential election. So I'm, in, I'm, I'm just saying I'm interested to hear what actually comes of that. No, I agree. I mean, obviously we need criminal reform. Uh, we incarcerate more than any country, the next 30 million countries combined um, in the United States. And for little petty crimes, it's not worth having people sitting there for 10 to 15 years because they wanted to sell a dime bag. It's It's ridiculous. We obviously got to figure that out and see how we can move forward. Um, we cannot have a a, um, a a criminal justice system who profits off people going to jail. That is a recipe for this. Can I just say this, though? One of the things that drives me absolutely insane is our Congress. <laughs> they, On they both drive. sides of the aisle. I agree. Drives me absolutely insane. In particular, so one of the hallmarks of the State of the Union is that you've got two sides, two 
just they're like, yeah, my side. Clap, 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 clap. And while half of them sit down, right? But then on the other side, it's like I don't like that. I'm gonna sit here stoically. So the pa- the pageantry of sure. The, the Here's my the thing. Union. Here's my thing. If you're gonna stand up and clap for something, where the hell are you when it comes time to do something on that issue? Absolutely. If you're gonna stand up and clap for. Where the hell are you when it comes time to move that bill out of your subcommittee, out of your committee, and onto the, onto the floor? You got you got all the huevos in the world to tell tell everybody, yeah, the I support it. Oh yeah, let's do it, let's do it. Where are you? Where are you, sir or ma'am? Well, and that's the society that we live in. We want to show, but we don't have any substance. Like it frustrates me as a, a twenty eight year old, almost twenty eight years old. Um, I'm, I've been working on that. I'm getting close. I got a month out, and then I'll be 28. And you know, I, I can say I can stop saying almost a 28 year old. That our leaders who are elected to be the best of us, essentially, to show and represent the values that we all aspire to be here in the United States, get in position, and the only thing they end up doing is talking, and nothing gets done. And it's quite frankly irresponsible and you do not deserve to sit in those positions if you're not going to work and that's point blank period so like you said the pageantry that is the state of the union with one side standing up clapping and the other sitting down with these face like i can't believe he said that it's childish get over yourself let's move forward and let's act like adults is that too much to ask? Is that too much to ask? I have to be honest. I, I'm not a I'm not a partisan cheerleader. I I sort of think of myself as a compulsive realist. Like I don't find my I like I just have to just connect to the real world. Like what are you doing, man? You you're just standing up here clapping like, oh yeah, this is the greatest idea, and then you're not doing anything about it on Monday morning, and that really bothers me. It it really well, really really. I, bothers I'm gonna pause here. This country was built on debate. The whole concept of a check and balance system was built on debate. There is absolutely nothing wrong with people having um, opposing views about issues. No, it's it's the hallmark of what we do here. That's what we do here. But to it get to the point to where if I got to be more right, more left, an individual in order for me to hold my seat, we come very close and very and it becomes very dangerous for us to secure the democracy that we hold dearly to our heart. Because without compromise, without compromise, America cannot work. I don't disagree with that at all, man. You know, and and, and that brings me to a good point. Like one of the things that I, I did hear President Obama and I, you know, I'm a right leaning guy. I thought President Obama did a fantastic job with was outlining his response to foreign policy questions, particularly the Arab world. You know, I think, and and I don't, I didn't, my, my notes aren't particularly good here as I'm looking at it. <laughs> you know, we talked about the fact that the Arab world is in a transition that will last a generation. And, and I think he nailed it, man. I really do believe that to be the case. Whether you look at the Arab world, and, and you could go back a millennia, but um, you know, if if you were to, if you, if you start with the idea that a generation is twenty, thirty years, you know, what would what would 
The Arab world looked like a 1770 or or Micah. What? Sorry. And this, and I'm, I get breached. Yeah, I know. I understand. Just 50 years ago, you and I could not drink out of the same water fountain. Couldn't do it. And one of the greatest attributes, and I don't even know if we want to call it the attributes, I don't, maybe even a downfall. One of the greatest downfalls of America, and so I, I don't know, maybe it's an attribute too, is that we have the ability to forget. We have the ability to achieve something, and then once we achieve it, at like the stuff that we did previous to that didn't exist. And due to this, I feel like we find ourselves in a situation where we like to rat wag our fingers in someone's hand. Just 50 years ago, churches was getting bombed. Buses was getting burnt. People was getting fire hosed. So I think we have to be careful in how we judge other countries and other people. And to your point, what the president said that Arabs are generations from being where they need to be. I say absolutely right, because in that conversation, just 50 years ago, we were there. But 50 years, 50 years after that, we are here. And then we are in a society yeah. where we have a black president. So patience, understanding is the virtues that we have to have. Right. I, I completely agree. I do. I completely agree. Um, I think it's important to recognize where we've been, where we're going, and the reality of the world in a way that, that sometimes I think uh, particularly presidential candidates don't acknowledge. For example, you know, with confronted, when confronted with the question of what do we do with uh, Syria, there have been uh, re- presidential candidates whose response have been, whose responses have been, let's, let's bomb them. Let's carpet bomb them. No, that's insane. People who are talking about bombing major population <laughs> centers, ultimately killing, you know, Kids, what it, we're effectively families. twenty or thirty thousand innocent civilians. I don't, I don't really know how to address someone whose viewpoint is. I think we should kill twenty or thirty thousand. Well, there's some of your your presidential candidates right they, now. They that. they reach back to places like Dresden. They reach back to to other places in you know a generation or a millennia ago, and their perspective is we should bomb these people. And I I just keep wanting to say to them, do you realize that you are suggesting we should bomb twenty to thirty thousand innocent yeah. civilians? Because, sir, that makes you a motherfucking psycho. You're Absolutely. a fucking psycho. Absolutely. If you think that we should just turn the Middle East into a big glass pond, you, sir, are a fucking psycho. By the way, I think you should be locked up. I agree. I mean, too agree. Many, I mean, hey, you know, I, I, I don't have anything to add to that. I mean, I think you're absolutely right. And hopefully us as Americans, us as um, individuals who have the ability to use critical thinking can aspire to have that same thought process. So on to the next segment. Let me ask you a question, though. Okay. <laughs> 
Do you think people vote in their own interest? Absolutely not. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we give you another episode of the Insanity Podcast. Thank you for joining us. We hope that we've given you something to think about. We hope that we've entertained. We certainly invite you to give us feedback on our website, insanitypodcast.com, or you can leave us a review on uh, the iTunes page. Is that what's it called, Tyler? I don't know. What is that called, Tyler? iTunes. iTunes. Just click review. on iTunes. Do all look, that. Look, at the end of the day, we need reviews. I mean, we need five stars. I mean, even if we're not five stars, say we're five stars, okay? No, stop. Let me stop you right there. If you think this podcast sucks, I don't want to hear from you. Just turn it off. <laughs> that's that's the answer. Just turn it off. And you know what? If you're going to give us one star, you know what I think? You make you your sh- own podcast. That's what you do. That's what you do. If you think you we're a whole one star. And then we see what I you start. You get. That's what I'm starting. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here again. Welcome to the Insanity Podcast. Bye-bye. Thanks, Mr. Narwhal.